trust for battle. Take the land, take the land. Join army, dress for battle. Join army, dress for battle. Join army, dress for battle. Take the land. Join army, join army, dress for battle. Join army, dress for battle. Join army, dress for battle. Take the land. Join army, dress for battle. Join army, dress for battle. Take the land, take the land. Oh, the weapons of our warfare, they are mighty through our God. They are mighty through our God. They are mighty through our God. Oh, the weapons of our warfare, they are mighty through our God. They are mighty through our God. They are mighty through our God. Join army, dress for battle. Join army, dress for battle. Join army, dress for battle. Take the land, take the land. Join army, dress for battle. Join army, dress for battle. Join army, dress for battle. Sing all the weapons.
because he endures forever. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures. Single clap hands. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout out to God with the voice of triumph. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout out to God with the voice of triumph.
been born out of sons and daughters prophesy. Sons and daughters prophesy. Sons and daughters prophesy. Before out, before out, it's before out, it's before out, it's before out, it's before out.
This is the sound. This is the sound of heaven greater. Oh, this is the sound. Oh, this is the sound of heaven.
on his throne he was clothing glory exalted and the train of his
we're not come, Lord, because there's something on the schedule. We're, we've come to seek you as your people. The assembly of God. The gathering of your saints. The flock in your care. We've come, oh God, boldly before your throne tonight because you're worthy and you're holy and we want to worship you. And we need to hear from you. We declare that you're great. We declare that there is none like you. There is no other God besides our God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. And we worship you, the one true living God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. As your people who've been washed in your blood, the redeemed of the Lord, worship you. Sing it real sweet. Come on. Come on. We, we 
Without the anointing, nothing will happen here. Nothing of eternal consequences really will take place without the anointing, the enablement, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. But He's here. He's here to heal. He's here to touch. He's here to refresh. We've got a commitment in this church. I refuse to do it without Him. I just won't. I can't. I cannot. You ought to have that commitment in your life. If His presence doesn't come, if His anointing's not on you, you can go fishing, you'll catch nothing. Oh, but when He comes, He breathes upon you, gives you wisdom, washes you in His presence. There's nothing like the presence of God. nothing like His presence. Lord, come. Let Your presence increase. 
a river of the Spirit of God just is right over your heads. If you just reach up, just reach up, receive. The psalmist said, "At His right hand, there's pleasures forevermore." Receive from Him tonight. Sickness, go. your bride
in your presence. Here we are, standing in your presence. Shekinah glory, come down. Shekinah glory, come down. Here we are, standing in your presence. Here we are, standing in your presence. Shekinah glory, come down. There's a number of people here by the word of knowledge you've been struggling with a broken heart. It's like, it might not even make sense, but if you're here and you know that's you, you know that you're just broken in your heart. You want God to heal you. If that's you, you need to come right now. It might just be one or two of you. Come on, come right now. He's the healer. He's the healer. Lift your hands right where you are. The enemy has tried to assign that there's been an assignment against your emotions. There's been an assignment against you. The Lord is touching you now. Holy Spirit, come. Breathe upon her heart. Heal her now. Hearted because of your kids. Anybody? Who is that? Other people here. You come right here. Come join with them. You can take your hand off. Just lift your hands to heaven. Come on, broken hearted because of your kids. Come get in this line right here. Come on, some of your kids are wayward. You don't know where they are. Man, I, you know something? I feel that. Where's my wife? I feel that 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 anointing that when I stood in the living room of uh, of, a, of a family that was in our church years ago, their daughter had left years previous and got stuck on drugs. Now that might not be the case with all of your children here, but I feel that sort of authority and and power and unction. I feel to pray like an apostolic prayer of calling those kids back. I, I've testified before. We called that girl back and prophesied that she would call in the next week. And she'd be home in a month. That's exactly what happened. Now in the name of Jesus, I speak over every one of these children. Lord, children are a blessing from the Lord. Blessed is a man whose table is filled with children. They'll be like arrows in his quiver. You said that children are a blessing, but Lord, oftentimes or sometimes, they cause a brokenness of heart when they go wayward. You said to raise a child up in the ways you go, and when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Now I call forth, Lord, even the wind of your Spirit to come upon every one of these children, that you would breathe on the Word of God that's within them, that you would water the seed that's been planted, even through their parents and through others, and you would cause, Lord, that rift to end, the waywardness to end. I call forth back children, yes, God. even my own, I call them forth like Lazarus from the grave. Come forth. Come on, I want every one of you, every one of you, you want their kids to come back. 
You call forth your kids like Lazarus. You say their names and you say, come forth. Sarah, come forth like that. Come on. Come on. Say it. Right out loud. Boldly like you mean it. In the monitors. Come forth. In the name of Jesus. Serve God and fulfill your purpose. We bind demon assignments, assignments of the wicked one. We cut you off by the word of the Lord. I'm reminded of what the Lord told Bob Rogers' father. Some of you know who Bob Rogers is. Told him that August is a month for answered prayer. On the on the Hebrew calendar, there, there, it's a specific time right now where they believe as they pray now that, that that as it goes now, so will go the rest of the year. I, I'm telling you, if you cry out to the Lord right now and through this time, some of you need to give yourselves to fasting and prayer. The Spirit of God has been speaking to some of you. You need to fast. And pray, and God is going to move in power. God, we thank you. Let a spirit of prayer come upon your people. Brokenheartedness be healed. Broken bodies heal those here tonight that need healing. Heal them now. If you have a broken place, a joint or ligament, Come on, you just lay hands on that. Believe right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. your dreams, broken your heart and confused you but it's a new day it's a new day I am your Boaz don't discredit yourself 
I have placed my spirit within you and faith. I have been waiting to marry the woman of faith. And I have placed that within you. And I have been waiting for you. It is time for the wedding. It is time for the marriage. It is time for the dreams to be dreamed again and resurrected, saith your God. It is time for me to be Boaz in your life. Poverty and lack and confusion and pain are done with. It is a new day. It is the day of Boaz in your life, saith God. Step forward, step into it. Don't hold back, but step into the things that I have for you. I have been waiting for my bride, for the woman of faith, saith your God. Hallelujah. I received that. Amen. That's a great word. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Come on, give God a shout of praise today. Praise the Lord. Take someone by the hand. God, thank you for what you're doing in our midst. Come on, pray for the person on your right, person on your left. Jan, come on. Father God, I thank you for your graciousness to us tonight. I thank you for the grace over our lives. Lord, we come before you for the people standing on either side of us. And Father, we ask for your intervention. Lord, we ask for miracles this next week and this next month, Lord. We just invite your presence at a greater way into every corner. Father, don't leave us. Every inch of soil in our heart, turn it over, Lord. By your love, we come to you. We thank you that you are our Boaz, that you are our kinsman redeemer, Father. And we thank you so much for your grace and your love, for all the grace represented in this room, Lord. I just say thank you. Want somebody say thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Praise God. Say hi to somebody. Welcome to King's Cathedral in Chapels, Alaska. Greet one another tonight. Woo!
good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. How many of you are glad you're here? 
Amen. I wonder, do we have any first-time visitors here with us tonight at uh, King's Chapel in Wasilla? Any first-time visitors? Those of you online that are visiting with us for the first time, we're glad to have you here with us online. We'll pray that if uh, the location allows, you'll come and join us here. Uh, you'll come and join us here. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Well, we have a few announcements we want to make you we want to make you aware of. Of course, one of the most important is early morning prayer every Monday through Friday, 5:30 to 6:30 a.m. here in the house. <laughs> Woo! Amen. Uh, so we just encourage you to come out and join us. Uh, those of you that can, uh, maybe come get prayer in before you go to work. Uh, or if you can't join us here, it is streamed online, so you can join us online. Also, uh, we want to continue to remind you that moms, uh, ladies, sign up for the uh, Life Group Power of a Positive Mom. It'll be meeting on Tuesdays at 5.30. If you're interested in being involved in that and being a part of that, sign up at the iDesk. Baptism Sunday is next Sunday night service. So if you're uh, interested in following in the Lord's command to be baptized, uh, please make sure you see uh, Pastor Daniel or Micah or myself, and, and we'll, uh, we'll see about getting you hooked up for next Sunday night to, to go in, in the tank. Amen. Hopefully we'll have the heater on. Uh, the last couple of times it's been rather chilly. So, Also, uh, we have uh, the prophetic conference coming up. Pastor was speaking about that, the prophetic conference in Maui. There is uh, brochures at the information desk. Lots of uh, fantastic speakers, uh, men and women of God, that will be there just to uh, prophesy and pour out uh, the Word of God in a mighty and powerful way. And uh, it is uh, you are available to you, it is available for you to go and attend. If you would like uh, more information about how to do that, see Pastor Daniel, and uh, he can he can see about getting you hooked up for that if you have the airfare to get there. Amen. I was going to talk about Pastor Mark. All right. Uh, our, the, the district youth director for the state of Alaska for the Assemblies of God, Pastor Mark Zweifel, will be here on the, 8th, uh, excuse me, the 5th of September for the services here and Anchorage as well. And so uh, uh, this is during the conference in Maui, so Pastor will be gone. But uh, we want to make sure you're here. And Pastor Mark will be bringing the word. Uh, if you've never heard him speak before, he is a, he is a wild man. He is a fireball. Uh, and he will bring the word, and it will bless you. So I encourage you to uh, to make sure that you're here. Amen. All right, awesome. Thank you, Brother Barry. And uh, sorry, all the all the men that were hoping to go to the uh, men's encounter, we've postponed it probably till October. So you just keep that in prayer. Amen. It'll be great, wonderful. We're gonna take some time to take our daily seed. We do that Sunday morning, Sunday night. Expand the vision of King's Cathedral and Chapels in Alaska. Very thankful for what God's doing. We were in Anchorage today, making that drive. I think we've built some stamina. I thought it might almost take me to heaven the first couple weeks of doing it, but we've adjusted. And uh, I knocked my nap down to from about an hour to 15 minutes, and God helps me. Amen. 15 minutes. I don't do that while I'm driving. My wife drives home, and I, I crash in the passenger seat. And my kids have a very strong command from the Lord God Almighty not to make one noise. And, you know, they do it. They're such a blessing. Just so thankful for, for doing that. And we, we sacrifice to expand this vision. And uh, that's the, listen, sacrifice, fire only, listen to me, listen, listen, read my, read my white lips. Sacrifice 
is necessary if you want fire. Fire doesn't fall on anything else but sacrifice, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to have a breakthrough, you sit on your duff, you're not going to have one. You've got to get hungry, you've got to get duff. Do, do they know that word in Alaska? Duff? Do they, they, they know? Duff. All right. Booty. How's that? Don't do it. Don't, you can't just sit, rest, and, and expect that, that it's all going to just happen for you. You've got to get up. Come on, Abraham had to take the fire, had to take the knife, had to obey God, go up the mountain, and then he had the ram in the thicket. That is the way it is, ladies and gentlemen. You want to break through. It's not just going to happen because you're pretty or something, or handsome. All right. Amen. Hallelujah. Anyway, this is going to go towards expanding our vision here at KC. And um, if you need an envelope, go ahead and slip your hand in. Want to plant a church everywhere God says to plant one. Right? How are you going to do that? Together as a team. We'll do it. I want to go to your village before the snow flies. Pat, you working on that for us? All right, good. We want to, we're believing God to jump in an airplane. I don't know, what is it, a chieftain or something? And uh, just believe God to fly over there and to encourage your brother, Pastor Jimmy. Have revival for a few days. Very grateful. Y'all ready? Would you stand with us? Extend your hands. You know, the Lord once told me that my hands are dangerous. They're loaded. Come on. Ever heard? When I was growing up, before you put your hands down. Hold on a second. We'll pray in a second. I was growing up, they said, hey, we got to watch out for that guy. His hands are registered. You ever heard that? His hands have to be registered with the police department because he's a he's a quadruple, you know, fifteen degree black belt or something. I, I don't really hear that anymore. I didn't even know if that was true. But the Lord spoke to me once and said, "Son, your hands are registered in heaven." And it meant a lot to me. Come on, you've got. Come on, loaded. Now watch out. Watch where you point those things. North, south, east, and west. Let's call on the harvest. Barry, would you pray, please? Father, we just ask you right now, Lord God, north, south, east, and west, you would bring in the souls. Lord, you would draw them in. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity we have at this time and this season, Lord, to be part of your kingdom and how you're moving in the great state of Alaska. Lord God, we thank you for Delta Junction. Lord God, we thank you for Anchorage. We thank you for Wasilla. But Lord, we look under the fields of Fairbanks and Juneau and Toke and the villages, Lord God, and we see the harvest that is there. So Lord God, we not only call forth the harvest, but Lord, we call forth workers. That Lord, they'll go into those fields, Lord, and we'll reap a mighty harvest for your kingdom. Bless now this offering, this daily seed, and let it go to accomplish what you will. In your precious name, Amen. Amen.
Amen. Come on, let's come right to this daily seat, Father. What was that? That was just an offering to move the thing forward a little faster. Ties. Come on. <laughs> a little extra. Extra. Come on. Believe in God to move this thing forward. Very thankful. Need an envelope? You're going to tithe tonight. I know many of you did that this morning. Praise God. I did. But if you haven't tithed yet and you want to tithe, join in the adventure of tithing. Test him. Go ahead. Check him out. See what he'll do. Amen. Making out a check, make it out to KC. The book of Hebrews says, as men receive tithes here, God receives it in heaven. Did you know that? Did you know that right now, as tithes are being received, that in heaven, they're being received too? Come on, there's a duality in your existence. How many of you know that? You're seated with Christ in heavenly places, but you're here in the earth. Did you know that? Hello? Cornelius, Cornelius was built this memorial in heaven through his giving and through his prayers. God, God, remember, this memorial was built. Your prayers and your giving has come up as a memorial. What is a memorial? Anybody know what a memorial is? It's, it's a remembrance of somebody or something, right? When the children of Israel came across with Joshua, across the Jordan, they built two pillars, one in the middle of the Jordan and one on the promised, side, on the, on the promised land. Stones from the middle of the Jordan they brought and they made a pillar as a memorial. As a testimony, they're going to bring their kids back and you see those rocks? Well, your great-great-granddad was all up in the middle of that river and God parted it from Adam, the city of Adam, all the way to the Dead Sea. And do you see that pillar? That's a memorial to what God did. And they all go, wow. Cornelius' giving and his prayers came up before God as a memorial. What does that mean? That means that when it came up before God, God looked and go, there's Cornelius. He fears me. 
man, he's in love with me. Look what, I think I'm going to send him a vision and get the whole, all the Gentiles saved. Hallelujah. And he goes, gets Peter's attention, and he sends him over. When you give right now, man, we should have done this before we passed that envelope, Psalm. When you give right now, it actually is being received in heaven. It's an awesome thing. And that through your faithfulness as you tithe and give, it really sets up a memorial. Don't forget you're praying. It's scriptural, people. I mean, you want God to remember you. Great old four of you. Praise the Lord. I must have been preaching really good. Usher Vuti Hey! We're going to pray. You ready? Bless the offering, I pray. Open up windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing, not have room enough to receive it. Yet at the same time, God, I pray that you give your people wisdom to how to manage that which you've entrusted to them. That it wouldn't overtake their lives, but they would manage it, keeping the Sabbath rest, doing all that you've called us to do. And I pray for bonuses, raises, and everything that you have for them. All of the blessings of Deuteronomy 28, none of the curses to come upon your people. Prosper them. Even as their soul prospers, prosper them. Even the blessing of Abraham be upon them. Houses that they didn't build, vineyards that they didn't plant. Blessed in all things that they might be a blessing. Amen. Ushers, go right ahead. No one else can love you like I love you, Lord. Because I was made unique in your Come on, stand up with us. No one else Bible, turn with me, please. Look at a number of passages of Scripture. 
I've been doing a series on tearing down strongholds on Sunday nights. And I'm not going to continue in it. I've got something different for you. Second Corinthians. You say, how come you stand when you read? Well, you'll see they all stood when Jesus read. And it's just uh, something we do to honor the Word, to honor God. And it's one of those traditions that are good. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 17. Now the Lord is spirit. New King James tonight. Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, behold, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, and are being transformed into the same image. Wow. From glory to glory. Just as by the Spirit of the Lord. That is absolutely worth reading one more time because some of you missed it. Now the Lord is Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord there is liberty or freedom depending upon the version that you have. Verse 18. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image. From glory to Glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Father, we thank You for what You're going to do tonight, for what You've already done. We bless You and praise You for it. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. Now, in the New King James, I think the NIV says increasing glory, something like that, right? I like the, the New King James, the King James, from glory to glory. Say that with me. From glory to glory. I want to talk to you about revival. And if I was to entitle it, I would say, Revival Starts Within is the title of the message. Did you all get that? Revival Starts Within. Now the text says, from glory to glory, we're being changed, transformed into His image from glory to glory. Now, it'd be one thing if it just said from glory. But it doesn't just say from glory, it says glory to glory, or glory, increasing glory. It's a great thing that you gave your heart to Jesus maybe 40 years ago. You got baptized in the Holy Ghost. You got baptized in water. And He touched you with the glory. But if that's where you stay, you have a problem, ladies and gentlemen. Because that's great that you had that encounter with the glory like that. But my Bible, your Bible, what we just read says that you go from glory to glory or increasing glory. The Apostle Paul said that he's been given, I will give myself to visions and to dreams. You see, having an encounter with God that changes you is a great thing. But if it just happens once, ladies and gentlemen, you have a problem. 
Because the human heart is too big for just one touch. You need to go from glory to to glory. It's continual. It's daily. Every time He touches us, He changes us a little bit. And a little bit more. And a little bit more. I'm convinced that He's trying to really do a quick, fast, short work with us, but we just so fight Him. I mean, He's trying to get us to die that we might have the new life and we're just all... The measure of glory that you've received in days gone by prepares you for a touch of His glory, His presence, and His power today. Receive even more. But if you've lost your hunger, you have a problem. If you lose your passion for God's presence, you lose your passion for the Word, you need to be revived. Revival begins with you. Revival begins with me. It begins with people who are hungry and people who are thirsty. Revival begins, turn to Ezekiel 36. Revival begins on the inside. I said this morning, I might have said Anchorage, you're here, I don't know where, but the modern day church thinks that revival is going to take place in your mind. Revival is not going to take place in your mind, although it will affect your mind, and your mind will affect revival. We believe in the renewing of your mind, We believe in that. Renew your mind. But that's not the end of it, people. There has to... What good is it if you just change your thinking, but your heart never really changes? Now really, they're tied together. But you have to... You have to receive an encounter. You've got to receive a touch. You've got to go from glory to glory because your heart is deceitfully wicked above all else. Who can know it, says Jeremiah. Ezekiel 36. You know some of you got your heart all fouled up. You've missed it. And I'm thankful for a church like ours because you can come and get in the presence of God, get in the glory, at least a measure of His glory, and then in that moment, God can speak to you. God can touch you. I'm telling you, more happens in His presence than you are aware of in your mind. I've said it before, I mean it, I've had more happen to me in altar calls. I mean, I was just the 18-inch guy. I mean, if, it was, if there was a word of knowledge, and it was 18 inches to what I need, I, I qualified. In other words, you have a migraine headache, but I had heartbrokenness. That's me, I'm in. 18 inches, good enough, close. Because I was hungry and I was thirsty. I was desperate. And, I, and you know something? I still am. In fact, I think I might be more hungry now than I was then, having tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Have you ever met people, have you met somebody who's been touched by His power, touched by His presence? I don't mean just praying a sinner's prayer, which is powerful. I don't mean to, I don't mean to demean that at all. That's how you get to heaven, by believing on Jesus, by receiving Him. Amen. And you'd drop dead if that was the main goal in life. Right then, that'd be it. Thud. You'd hit the floor... They would come, the pole bearers would come and carry you out because you'd be dead because you achieved the final goal of salvation. I got news for you. That's not it because we're all here. 
I used to say, then he would equip pastors with sawed-off shotguns so we don't have to counsel, but I don't say that anymore. <laughs> Come on, it's a joke. All right, it's, just, it's a bad joke. Okay. So the goal is, is not just to get saved, but to get saved and to be changed. Changed for what? To be into, changed into His image. Changed into His likeness. Transformed. Metamorpho is the Greek word transformed. It's metamorphosis, where the root word of where we get metamorphosis. A, a caterpillar goes, it has a cocoon and it becomes a butterfly. That's what God wants to take you. He wants to take you, a worm, and make you into, into another Jesus, if you would. With, with your own face and personality and fingerprints. He wants to change us. And when you give your heart to Jesus and you have an experience with His power, it's really not enough. Not in this world it's not. You have to have continual touches go from glory to glory. Read the book of Acts. There wasn't just one release of His power. There wasn't just one baptism in the upper room and that's it. No, no, you leak. You're a crackpot. Come on, so am I. We have this treasure in earthen vessels and we leak. Hello, have you ever had something that leaks? Yeah, we leak. And we walk through a world that's filled with defilement. You need to get your feet washed. And that's an important thing to, to come to church and to keep your heart right. Ezekiel 36, we're going to talk about the heart in just a second. You need to go from glory to glory. Now, some of you never had the first glory yet. Stick around. Get hungry. Get thirsty. And that will happen for you. Really experiencing having an encounter. I know people... I started to say this before I get to Ezekiel 36, verse 25. I started to say this when I stopped. I know people who were on fire years ago. You look at them now. Their countenance is not radiant anymore. They don't have that glow of the Lord. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Looks like this. How do you know? I can feel it. I know. Look at this. Ah. Yeah. If somebody's countenance doesn't radiate, there's something wrong with their walk. How do you know? Because it's a biblical thing. You can see when somebody's countenance is downcast. Well, they might be going through something. There can be difficulties. I don't want to put a rubber stamp. There's something wrong with your walk with the Lord because we go through grieving. We go through things. Absolutely. But if you stay broken and you don't rise up out of the ashes and move forward and that countenance of yours begins to shine again, something's wrong. And I've known people that were all once on fire. I mean tongue-talking prophesying, casting out devils, filled with Scripture, moving in the power of the flow of the river of God, and I see them years later, and they're the frozen chosen. I mean, there is, there is just, there, there's just dead. Just, you wonder what happened. And that is my next question to them. What happened? What? No, like, what happened to you? You were on fire. Oh yeah, I went to cemetery. Seminary. I've seen people go to Bible college and come back twice as religious as the way that they went, and and they might know more scripture. They're as dead as can be. You got to watch out. Why? You got to keep your heart. Ezekiel thirty six verse twenty five. Then I will sprinkle sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness. Anybody been cleansed from their filthiness? All right. 
and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart, verse 26, and put a new spirit in you. Well, take out the heart of stone of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. I want to talk tonight, and I'm going to look at, we're going to look at Joshua 5, if we can get to it. Revival starts on the inside. You have to have your heart changed. Look, who cares about the outward encounter and the hose and the, and the shock ho ho run around, sprinkle oil, pray in tongues, and do laps around the church, and then you're a jerk out there. Outward demonstration doesn't mean anything. It's what happens on the inside of your heart. It's what happens on the inside. Have you been changed? Now, I'm going to run laps with the next guy. But I I have to ensure that by heart, I've got to keep my heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. Revival starts on the inside, starts in your heart. Starts in your heart. Some of you all clogged up. Some of you already had a spiritual heart attack. You know, what good is it if, okay, you say, well, pastor, I'm not, I'm not watching, I'm not into pornography and, and I'm not, I'm not into any of that internet stuff and I'm not into any of that perversion. I, I, you know, I'm paying my tithe and, and, and I, you know, I don't do any of that. I don't, I don't drink and I don't drug and I don't do any of that stuff. Okay, maybe you don't. But your heart is fouled up. You're filled with unforgiveness and you're filled with bitterness. And you're filled with... Come on, if you have that, even though you might tithe, you're still going to be messed up. Even though you might not be drinking, you still have bitterness and unforgiveness and your heart is rotten. Now what good is that, you religious thing? You. And if I'm not talking to you, then just let it sail right over your head. But if I am, deal with it. You've got to deal with your heart. God will show you what's going on and you've got to deal with it. You've got to come under the spout where the glory comes out. You've got to confess your faults one to another. You've got to get hands laid on you. You need prayer. You're not going to enter into a great move of the Spirit of God by your intellect. You're not smart enough. Nobody is. Your heart needs to be most hard and thin. Hard against criticism. Hard against praise. What do you mean by that? I mean when somebody wants to build you up and tell you how great you are, you better just hold that real light. And somebody wants to tear you down and tell you what kind of a piece of junk you are, just let that bounce off like Teflon. I was talking to my daughter before service. We were talking about worship. And... One of the things I have been given sort of a gift uh, in, so I'm told, is I have a gift that I don't really care. No, I I really don't. (laughs) Some of you don't believe me, but I really care about what my, I really care about what my wife thinks. Those that are really close, close to me, you know, I do care. I'm not living to please them, but I want to please them. You know what I'm saying? But I really, for, for somebody who's outside those that are extremely close and intimate and have, have my utmost trust and respect and honor, I care what they think. Outside of that, I really don't care. 
You see, because it wasn't people that got me saved. It wasn't, listen, it wasn't somebody that kept me in the church. I didn't get coerced to come in here. So it's not anybody that's going to drive me out. And somebody can spit on me and tell me I'm a rotten pastor. I've had all of that happen. Tell me that you're the worst pastor I've ever met. Right. Praise the Lord. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Hope you find another church. Praise the Lord. Yeah, because what am I going to do? I know. I know. I quit. Oh, yeah. Are you going to quit? The enemy wants to try to whisper to me about what shortcomings I have. I'm highly aware of my shortcomings. Y'all really need a stronger gift of administration at church. Amen. Pray hard. What do you do? Close the door? Oh, let's close the door. No. Where are we going to go? He alone is the words of eternal life. You see, so, listen, you got to get in. you got to get healed to the point. Allow God to touch your heart to the point where you don't have a fear of man about what he thinks about you. You get on fire. you got to go from glory to glory. You have to be have a hard heart towards criticism. A thin heart towards people's pain. A thin heart towards the hurts that people go through. And a thin heart of compassion for those who are around you, your loved ones, and those you're ministering to. So how do you do that? The Holy Spirit helps you to do those things. The Spirit of Truth will help you go from glory to glory. It's not just one encounter. It's continual. I've known people that have been driven off their callings because people got critical with them. You know, that critical spirit's an ugly thing. And I, at times I've fallen into that, but I'm going to tell you, it'll, it'll leave you leprous just, leprous just like Miriam was left leprous in the Old Testament. Having a critical spirit. It's worth preaching that critical thing because it'll rob you. You point the finger, make accusations, and you're just a spokesman for the devil. The only way the devil can speak in this church is if he uses your mouth. That's good right there. That's good. It's worth writing in your Bible, that one. You're not supposed to be on the devil's wrecking crew. You're supposed to be on God's building crew. And if you don't have nothing good to say, then don't say it. Come on, your mom used to say it. You don't have something good to say, then don't talk. You ever heard your mama say that? If she didn't, she should have. Amen. Hebrews 3, turn there. Okay, so you're not committing adultery. Praise the Lord. You're not drinking anymore. Hallelujah. You're not on drugs anymore. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody say thank you, Jesus. All right. You're not a workaholic anymore. You're not filled with jealousy. Or are you? You see, you can trim off all the external stuff and still be rotten to the core on the inside. You've got to encounter God's power in His Spirit to change your heart. A transplant, actually, is what you need. He takes out the heart of stone. He puts in the heart of, heart of flesh or a new heart. 
Why some of you still turning there? Hebrews 3. Go down to verse 12. Many have been touched by revival, touched by the power of God, touched by the glory, but they're not changed. Two Saul's in Scripture. King Saul, touched, prophesied, power of God. In his later days, consulted a witch and turned his back on the Lord. He had a touch from God. Powerful anointing upon his life. And before you get real critical about King Saul, he was the first man to create a standing army. He united. I mean, the, the, I mean, the guy was powerfully used by God, but his heart wasn't changed. You know, I know when somebody really had an encounter with God, their hearts changed. Now I've had I've had encounters with God. And it took continual touches before my heart really got changed. It wasn't just one time. Two Saul's, King Saul, not changed, touched by God, not changed. The other Saul became Paul, wrote three quarters of the New Testament. He got changed. An outward demonstration doesn't mean that much. What matters is when you get home and your wife is really irritating you, you're able to be Christ to her. When your kids really get you bent out of shape and bowed up, you're able to respond with godly discipline without losing your cool. When you get ripped off at work from the bonus and God and, and, and you, somebody else gets picked and elevated above you, but you felt like that, job, that bonus and that raise and that elevation was for you, but you didn't get it. How you respond then? That's real worship, baby. That's how you can really worship. God's in control of all of those things. Those in authority. Man, I got really twisted once when I thought I should have been the next, you know, senior associate pastor for King's Cathedral. Little did I know, I had a whole lot more healing to go. I got bent out of shape and then I repented and said, you know something, God? I didn't bring you were the one that brought me to the game. I'm just going to shut up and serve and be filled with joy and, and do what's before me. I'm going to trust Dr. Morocco. You know, that's how it is for me. He's, my, he's still my pastor. I'm going to trust the authority over me that they know what's going on. And you, you're, you, got, you direct their hearts anyway. So if I was supposed to do this thing, then I just live holy and walk right and pray too much to not have your will and plan come about in my life. So I'm not going to worry about it. Hebrews 3 says this, verse 12. Beware, brethren and sistren. Any sistrens in here? I didn't say cistern. Beware, brothers and sisters, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing. Everybody say departing. Departing from the living God. Now, if somebody's going to depart, I'm going to depart from the pulpit. Are you ready? Here I go. I'm departing. I'm departing now. Here I go. And now I'm going to depart the building. Here I go. I'm leaving. Now, if you departed something, that means you were once there. If you left something, that means that you were once at something. Beware, brethren. See to it that none of you have an evil, unbelieving heart. And depart from the living God. That means they once knew Him. That means they once had him, but they left. I'm back, by the way. 
How many of you thankful for God bringing back backsliders? That means that you got to be careful of your heart, for it's that place that revival starts. And if you don't watch out and keep yourself from... You've got to go from glory to glory. Why? Your heart needs many touches every day. You've got to learn to walk with Him. You've got to watch out for the fiery darts of the wicked one. You have to watch out for bitterness. You have to watch out for unforgiveness. You have to watch out. Why? Because the devil hates you and wants you to depart. So beware. 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 Beware, my brothers and sisters. It's a big neon warning out of the Word of God. Watch out! But exhort one another daily. Everybody say daily. That means really you need a touch from God daily. Go from glory to glory. Have you gotten your dose of the Holy Ghost today? Great. I'm so thankful. Will you get one tomorrow? Or will you wait for Tuesday? I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. When I first came into the church, I was completely addicted to church. I had to go to church. It wasn't like an optional thing. I knew that if I didn't make it, that 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 deceitful heart of mine would pull me away and I'd end up down the road in a mess, in some heap, in some car crash, some twisted piece of metal, messed up, never fulfilling my destiny. I knew that I had to come. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Ah, no, let's watch the game. No, it wasn't like that for me, man. I, I don't know what it was like for you. But some of you struggle with things that you don't have to be struggling with if you had been faithful to the house of the Lord. And even more than that, faithful to get a touch from God every day. Every day. Get encouraged. Every day. Go from glory to glory. Not just praying a prayer of salvation. Not just getting in some water tank. There's people who have baptismal waters dripping off their face that will split hell wide open. You've got to go from glory to... Why? Because your heart's too big for one touch. But exhort one another. You're all there, Hebrews 3. But exhort one another daily, while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ. If. Wow. That messed up that whole Calvinist thing right there. Are you saying that you can lose your salvation? Well, here's a good scripture for that. I don't want to make my whole sermon about that because people get all twisted and I'll get a bunch of emails and stuff. But Let me say that I don't think it's black and white. I don't think that losing your, losing your salvation is a black and white thing. Okay, you lusted after that man or you lusted after that woman. That's it. That's it. You're out. I don't think it's like that. I think it's a gradual cooling and a deceitfulness that can slowly turn your heart. And before you know it, you'll be a Saul who is prophesying in the glory of God. And then you're calling on a witch.
For we've become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. My, my, my. What are you saying, Pastor Dan? I'm saying today, if you harden, if you hear His voice, do not harden your heart as you did in the rebellion. You've got to have revival daily. You've got to read your Bible daily, but if you're forcing yourself to read it out of a discipline, understand that that's, that's better than not doing it at all. But listen, this whole thing, serving God, is supposed to be passion-driven, ladies and gentlemen. Look, when I got married, you didn't have to tell me to go to the honeymoon suite. Oh, yeah. N- n- well, if I have to. That was so good because it just totally soared over all the kids. Wasn't that great? Some of the youth are texting. They didn't even hear my killer joke. You didn't have to convince me to hold my wife's hand. You should hold her hand now. Now? All right. Can I stop now? Oh, no. But that's the way we treat this thing with Jesus. That's the way we treat church. And I'm going to tell you something. There's something wrong, radically wrong with it. I, one of the things is birthing on the, burning on the inside of me. Man, I can't wait for church. I can't. I mean, I, I feel like I just got saved last week or something. I have an expectancy in my spirit for what God's going to do. The next cancer that shows up is going to run. The next, the next thing that happens that, that in need of healing is going to be healed. Come on. Your kids are going to come home. Amen. There's going to come a breakthrough for you in your marriage. There's coming a breakthrough in your business. There's coming a breakthrough. I believe that. So I'm coming to church. I just can hardly wait to see. Oh, 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 what's he going to do? Expectancy. Passion-driven. Your walk with Jesus should be passion-driven. But if you're at the discipline stage... That's okay. Because generally what happens in a life like that, discipline comes desperation. Because you will eventually face something that is far beyond your intellect. Far beyond your ability to, to heal it or fix it or pay it off. Far beyond anything you can handle in the natural. And you're going to need a God. A God who can part the Red Sea. You're going to need God to come through for you like that. And when touches come and breakthrough comes, it's for the purpose of releasing a passion, bringing you from glory to glory, so that your heart is changed, so that you're a continual revival daily. Don't harden your heart. Watch out. Beware. Revival starts on the inside. Got to deal with your heart. The moment you have an attitude, deal with it. I tell my staff, those those in those in leadership and those who get to know me. I had somebody recently say, "You know, I want to be your friend." I said, "Great, just come to church, come to morning prayer, come to all the different things we're doing. We'll be friends." Because that's what we do. Yeah. 
serve. I, I tell once you get to know me, you'll find out that I'm a very straight shooter. I'm straight. I'm a straight shooter. Now, if you don't know me that well, I'll, I'll be very gracious to you. You know, I will. But once you start to get to know me and you do something that's foolish, I'm going to straight tell you. Why? Because I don't have time, I don't have time enough to spend with somebody who, who doesn't really want to hear it. If you, you want somebody to disciple you? I'm going to do it. I'll disciple you. You don't like it? Find somebody else. Time's too short. I mean, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I mean, you know, if you're ugly, your hair's messed up, come on. Come on, ladies, when you put on lipstick and it gets all jacked up on your tooth, but you didn't see it, aren't you thankful for that friend that says, who's thankful for that? I've seen ladies walk out of the bathroom with a stinking tail of toilet paper coming out from underneath their slip. Where's the love, ladies and gentlemen? Where's the love? Stop the girl. See, even if you don't know her, excuse me, you need some help. You need to go right back into the women's room. And I've seen them just walk out, you know, Chanel dress, decked out, all the jewels, toilet paper. How's that for humbling? And then to see them start worshiping and stuff. It's crazy. I think some of you might have had that encounter. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. If you need healing right now from that experience, I'm going to pray for you. Come on, somebody! Be healed. You know the crazy thing about messages like this, that's the only thing you're going to remember. Jesus help me. Come on, say, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Micah, would you come? So you're here tonight. And you need a touch. In your heart. Spiritually speaking, you've got toilet paper coming out from underneath your slip. You need healing. I got people telling me, stop, stop. Okay. I was repenting just in case. 
Lord, if I've stepped out of line, I repent. And if I haven't, praise the Lord. Let's bring it back to the heart of the message. It's about your heart. Some of you need a bypass surgery. The Lord wants to give you open heart tonight. Some of you need to be resuscitated. He doesn't need to be resuscitated because I know He loves to drink from the river of God's pleasure. I know it. Come here. Come here. These guys have held a mantle of revival on them for years. They know what I'm I'm talking right, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Glory. (gasps) There, that's how you should be. Right there. Some of you need a touch from God. Some of you need a touch from the Holy Ghost. If that's you, you need to just come to the front right now. Come on. Come on. You're hungry. You're thirsty. Continue. Go from glory to glory. Glory to glory. Glory to glory. Fire. Whoa. Whoa. Watch out. I need an usher myself. <laughs> oh, it could get dangerous around here. That's it. I'm going to take my clogs off right now. That's scary. Oh, for the place that you stand is holy ground. Let your fire come right now. Now, touch. Touch. standing with the baby, Lord. Bless him. Come here, Mama. You know, I think I think you should take this seat right here for a second because I'm going to pray for you and God's really going to touch you. You don't have to worry about it. All right? <laughs> Lord, thank you for the faithfulness of this precious woman. Holy Spirit, come upon her. Lord, come upon her right now. 
Come upon her right now. Holy Ghost, let your fire come. Lord, that which you've spoken about and concerning her family, I think I prophesied this before. It will come to pass. So it tarries, wait for it. Family salvation. Equally yoked. Walking in unity. It's not going to be like it was. This great change is upon you. Holy Spirit, come. Touch this woman of God. Come on, pray in the Spirit all across this place. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You can go to another level if you're hungry. Come on, go to another level. Don't just stay where you're at. Don't rubberneck. Come on, go after God. Fire burn. Change hearts. and heal the brokenhearted. Simple melodies from heaven. I'm hooking you up. I'm opening your ears even now to a new degree of the sound of heaven, of the worship of my throne room, says the Lord. Fire! Touch her. Do it. the 
visions and the things that seemingly faded away. Lord, you're breathing on them again. You, Lord, have brought new life. You're bringing new zeal, new fire, new anointing. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. He says yes. Whoa. 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 Power. Now. Great season of change for you, too. Touch. Touch Sean. Touch a faithful young man. connected to the Lord, but there are many, uh, many daughters that you have that are connected to you. And as it goes with you, so it will go with them. And there's a fire, there's a zeal, and there's a freedom that's deep within your soul. And and deep within your spirit, you're one that can dance and sing. And, and there really is, there's been a fear of man that broke off of you long ago. And God has brought you through, I mean, you really don't give a flip either. <laughs> But I see that in the Spirit tonight. And that's for a purpose. You're like a, a, a granny gone wild in the Holy Ghost. And the Spirit of God is going to come upon you now in this next season. And it's not just for you and you will know it. Because I'm going to put some in your hand. I'm going to put some people in your hand. In your right hand and your left hand. There's those that come and confide. There's those that come and, and, and seek counsel from you. And you're going to have the word of the Lord. You're going to instruct them. And they're going to find life. You've been through many pitfalls. And fallen in many a pit. Even as Jeremiah was thrown in the pit for preaching the word of the Lord. Yet that word burned within him like fire. And so his word burns within you like fire. I see something unique happening even now. I see a fire beginning to burn in your joints. I see fire beginning to burn in your hands. In all of your joints. you have arthritis? Do you have arthritis? Father, in Jesus' name, I bind that arthritis now. I pray arthritis cause you and command you to go from her life. Lord, strengthen her now. Heal her neck, hips, back, joints, wrists, elbows, everything. Lord, raise her up, God, to be a mother in Israel, a mother in Zion, that many would follow and know you because of her testimony and the wisdom and the anointing that's upon her. Give her fresh encounter tonight. Whoa! Good word. Touch. I love you. I love your presence. I love, I love. I love your presence. I love, I love. 
I see a unique thing. I know, I, you know, Grace, I know, I know you. I know some of the things that are happening, but this is unique that I know nothing about other than in the Spirit. The call of God is coming upon some of your children. I mean, a full-time call to ministry. I see it. I think it's your youngest one. What's his name? Zach, right? He's been named by the Lord. You named him under the unction of the Spirit of God. And he is truly going to be a Zachariah. And, and, and this will be confirmed. I will tell you, it's not going to be from other aunties and people calling and saying, guess what I heard? And don't anybody ever do that, okay? You just let God do it. And he's going to tell you, Mom, I just feel like I'm called to be a youth pastor or something, God. I just, I just think that's what I'm supposed to do. Because there's compassion that's burning in him and a gift of leadership. He, there, there's, there's a gift of leadership that's upon him. And there's going to come a, an unction, even like that of David. When David was anointed, everything changed for him. He went to play. Everything was different. Everything was different. And I prophesy the full-time call to ministry, at, at least, it could be more, I know for sure, on Zach. I believe that's the word of the Lord to you. Isn't that right? Yeah. Do it, God. And Lord, concerning all this other stuff, just work it out and heal it in Jesus' name. Amen. Touch. Come on, Barry. Come on, sing it, people. I love, I love. I love your presence. I love, I love. I love you, Jesus. I love, I love. I love your presence. I love, I love, I love. Yes, I do. I love your presence. And this is, this is a corporate thing. The, the hand of the Lord is coming upon your son overseas. And by the way, side note, 122 degrees in, in Afghanistan and Iraq. 122. It cools down to 111. You need to pray for our troops. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. But the hand of the Lord is going to come upon your son and he's going to find me with a red hot fervency. I'm going to bring him even into a road to Damascus encounter and experience. I'm going to reveal myself. There's been like a hardness because of some of the different things that have taken place even from his youth. But the word of God has gone in and he does know me and he does believe. But there's now going to come a very real experience that's going to alter his life and even his destiny, says the Lord. I'm going to come upon him. I see him in a Humvee. I see him weeping. I see him crying. I, I see the hand of the Lord coming upon him and him, but just all of a sudden everything begins to click. You know, who you are and who he is and what you've been doing. I mean, everything from the prophetic dance and all of it all starts to make sense to him. It's like pieces of a puzzle are quickly going to come together and he's going to call on the Lord and the Lord's going to come with fire and the Lord's going to comfort him and touch him and make his life something beautiful. The hardness of, is going to be removed and the softness and gentleness is going to come and He's going to be one that holds up your hand. He's going to be one that, that helps you and strengthens you in prayer, says the Lord. I've, I've, I've got my hand mightily upon your son. Do not be weary. Do not be concerned. For I am the Lord your God who heard your cry even in the night and showed you exactly what will happen. It will be just like that, says God. Great word. There's a prophetic anointing here tonight. 
I guess that's not all that unusual, but I mean, praise the Lord. Come on, just go after God. Come on, Barry. I love, I love, Lord, I love your
words that were spoken, even word curses, I break the power of those words off of you tonight in the name of Jesus. I speak God's word over you that you're holy, dearly, wonderfully made, that while you were in your mother's womb, you were knit together. He knows you. He's chosen you. And He's called you to His very own. Release vision and dreams. Release encounters and experiences in your presence and your power. That our faith might not be in the eloquence or the wisdom of man or words of man, but the power and the demonstration of the Spirit of God. That our faith would be in the power of God. Release fresh anointing upon each and every one. Revival begins within your heart. Be healed. Keep your heart diligently. Don't let anything rob you. Don't let sin's deceitfulness rip you off. Find you departing even from church, from fellowship, from the living God. Encourage one another daily as long as it's called today. Don't harden your hearts as they did in the rebellion. God, we thank you for all that you've done tonight. Come on, one more time. I love. Sing it, everybody. I love, I love. I love your presence. I love, I love. I There's a number of people here, if you'll take this word, and I'm going to close with this. I'm, I'm going over the time I like to keep for church. I want to be sensitive to that. Just a little past eight. I'm going to close. But there's a number of people here, if you'll take this next word and, and, and make it yours. Your life will never be the same. If you can imagine, now the dove is a, is, is a type or a picture of, of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not a dove, but is pictured in Scripture as a dove. And there's many things about that. There's five tail feathers of the Eastern, the Mediterranean dove that keeps it balanced, a picture of the fivefold ministry. There's nine main wing feathers at all. It's one of the only doves in the world, only birds in the world where the wings don't point towards the head. Nine main tail fe- uh, wing feathers, nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, the head being Christ. It's amazing, really, it's amazing. If you will imagine through this week that that dove has landed on your shoulder and it's not going to mess up your clothes or anything, okay? 
and you want that you want that dove to stay right there then you just you know you're not going to rush run off because the dove will fly away you know what I mean it's an attitude of the heart you imagine that dove of the Holy Spirit just resting on your shoulder like that you walk gently all week long consciously aware that the presence of God is not only on you He's in you and don't hold it hold him precious like that don't scare him off through a wrong attitude or if you blow it quickly repent and just invite him to come back and see how long you can walk in his presence because in his presence there's fullness of joy in his presence there's miracles in his presence that's where you are meant to dwell to live to hide yourself in the shadow of the almighty that's that's where we're meant to be there's wisdom there's everything you need just don't grieve him. Just keep him right there. Did you get that? Walk in his presence. You could, we do that. Every time we come back together, there's going to be an explosion. And it's not going to be because of me. It's going to be because of him. It's not because of our great worship team. It's going to be because of him. And this place will pack out over and over. And we will see signs, wonders, and miracles because he's honored. This is a place where he can come and rest. We'll be known for that. For the glory of God coming. And people will come and people will get touched and people will get changed. Will you believe with me? It's not enough for me just to do it. I'm doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to go deeper. It's not enough for just me and my staff. If we'll all begin to walk with God like that, we will see a great rending of the heavens and an outpouring such that has never been happened in this state. Ever. It can happen. You think God wants to do that? I know that He does. I know that He does. Will you believe with me? Will you take that challenge and let walk with Jesus like that? Walk in His presence? Amen? Amen. Take someone by the hand all across this place. Wow! Father, thank You for what You've done tonight. Come on, pray for each other. Bless Your people, God. Cause Your face to shine upon them. Lift up Your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them. Give them peace and enable us. Give us even a desire to walk with you, not to grieve you, not to quench you, but to walk and to keep our hearts right before you daily, continually, from glory to glory, from glory to glory. And we thank and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord.